Good afternoon, my dear friends, and welcome to another episode of the Painting Pictures Podcast. Do you like the echoey quality of this audio? I'm standing in the upstairs of our house here in northern Vermont, and it's kind of echoey because it's a wood floor. There's no carpets down. I'm standing inside the dormer, which is not a bed. It's not a bed. It doesn't have anything to do with beds. It's a it's a window in the side of your roof. And it's it's cute. Dormers are cute. They're also useful. And they let in light where there was nothing but roof before. And they let you see out because you can see through it if it has a window in it, which most dormers do. If you didn't have a window in your dormer, it just wouldn't make any sense. I don't I don't think anybody ever does that. But I don't know. You know, these are, I don't know everything. <clears throat> I don't have all the answers, folks. I know that you keep coming back to listen to this podcast, looking for those answers. And I'm here to tell you, I just don't have them. Just don't have them. You're going to have to going to have to call daddy, like I said before. Anyhow, my name's Gabriel Roberts. Didn't say that. Didn't introduce myself. If you're listening to for the first time, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I'm really glad you're here. My phone died on me, folks. Not on me. It wasn't on me, my on me body when it died. It it it's that's just an expression. It died on me. And I'm kind of okay with it. I'm a little bit bummed because it's a strange death. It wasn't that I dropped it, although, of course, I dropped it hundreds of times. And it's, oh, five, six years that I had it. iPhone 5C, I think I got it in the fall of 2014. So you do the math. It's over six years, actually. Nope, less than six years. (laughs) It's June. It's the end of June. And we are still in the coronavirus pandemic. I just want to point something out, just make something clear here, uh, in case it hasn't isn't clear to you yet. This pandemic is never going to end. <laughs> it's just not. Because it's no longer has anything to do with actual things that are happening in real life. It just doesn't. Maybe at some point it did. Maybe in the beginning, it really had some relationship to actual, factual things that were happening in real life. But no longer. Now it is simply an abstract concept. It's a game. It's like, let's play the pandemic game. And... Let's see who can play the pandemic game the longest. We have a test that we can administer. And using that test, we can create something called a new case, a new infection. And that can be really scary because we're all got really, really super duper scared about the coronavirus 
back when they were supposedly filling up refrigerated trucks with bodies. That's really where we all go with this. Nobody has a story about a friend of theirs that suddenly dropped dead with COVID. No, everybody just points to New York City in the middle of March when supposedly it was a war zone there and people were dying left and right. Even though all those hospitals that they erected, those emergency hospitals and the, the boat they brought in, the hospital ship, none of that got used. All the ventilators that they were clamoring for, God, we need more ventilators. Those didn't get used and they didn't even work. They actually killed people. But still, we point to that. That is, in our collective consciousness, that is the closest thing anybody has to an actual experience of this global pandemic. So what it shows is that we don't really need an actual experience to really believe something. All we need is to want to believe it, I guess. Or, or be so controlled that we just believe what we're told. But if you think about it, do you have anything in your personal experience that tells you that there's a deadly virus out there that's killing people? <laughs> I just... Um, I don't think many people do. I don't think many people do. And so it's going to be up to us to at some point decide that we're done playing this game and we're just over it. And I'm ready to do that. And I think people are doing that by and large. And that's, that makes me excited. I just wish that, um, I just wish that it would be a little bit easier, but I knew we all knew from the beginning, right? That that wasn't going to happen with this whole thing. Did anybody really think? that somebody was going to get up there at some point and say, all clear. <laughs> no. No, we all knew that wasn't going to happen. And of course, they didn't say that at the beginning. Your life is forever changed. You will never be free again. But inside, we all kind of knew that's where this was going. <laughs> and some of us were like, Shit. <laughs> Shit, you guys, we're never this is this is awful. We're never going to be free again. And some of us just pretended to ignore that little feeling inside and just kind of we just kind of went with it. Right? Well, here we are now and any any graph you look at <laughs> Anything you look at that shows people dying from this disease, it goes up in March, and it's been going down ever since. Everywhere in the world. Countries that locked down, like the United Kingdom and the United States, countries that didn't lock down, like Sweden, goes up, and it goes down. In fact, <laughs> any infectious seasonal disease like the first SARS, like the flu, they do the same thing. They go up and they go down. Remember how we were going to flatten the curve? Have we forgotten about the curve? 
What happened to the curve? <laughs> there is no curve anymore. There's no there's there's no thinking about numbers anymore or threat or doing the math or comparing it to other things that have happened in the past. That's all out the window. <laughs> it's just COVID for life, forever, pandemic forever. Oh, there is no curve, folks. There is no curve. Don't think about the curve. That was the first, it was flatten the curve. And now it's, don't think about the curve. There is no curve. Make it last. Make it last. Of course, now they're talking about record numbers of new cases. Well, that might be interesting if we were testing the same amount of people every day. But we're not. No, we're testing more people every day. <laughs> so, of course, there's record cases. Are people dying? Oh, I don't know. People are always dying. Of course they're dying, right? But why are they dying? Why are they dying? Was it was it just some random freak thing that came out of nowhere and killed them? I don't think so. I really don't think so. What do we know? We know that healthy people are fine. <laughs> Why don't we just try to make people more healthy? No, 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 no. No, health has nothing to do with it. Health? Im your immune system? Your body? You think your body is important? The health of your body has nothing to do with this anymore. This is an abstract concept, people. This isn't about your body. This isn't about death or how well you take care of yourself or how much pollution you're breathing in or how many toxic, weird things you've imbibed or had injected inside of you. No, 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 no. This is just some freak thing. It's always going to be here and things are never going to be the same again. <laughs> and just don't think about it too much or at all preferably <laughs> we would prefer you don't think about it at all <laughs> just just don't think about it sit tight we got this guys we got this we're looking out for you you don't have to make plans you don't have to figure things out just sit tight and follow the rules oh my god the rules the things that people are going to have to do to comply with the rules, to prevent people from touching each other. We're going to have to permanently, fundamentally alter our entire society. <laughs> Sound like fun? Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah, let's totally change everything about our society and make it so that nobody has to get close to anybody again or touch anybody again or see anybody else's face ever again unless there's a vaccine ah yes 
the vaccine. I forgot about the vaccine. Oh, it's going to be okay because there's going to be a vaccine. Oh, my God. Here I am getting all worked up about how things are just never going to get back to normal, how I'm never going to get to see people's faces or go into a store or go to a concert or have a party or hug my friends or meet new people and shake their hands. Oh, I forgot about the vaccine. Of course there's going to be a vaccine. Because first of all, we know that vaccines are super easy to make and it's a super reliable technology that totally prevents disease, right? <laughs> they always work, right? They don't have any side effects, right? They don't actually make people sick or have chronic illness or turn into retards or suddenly die. <laughs> No, no, no. They're totally safe. They're totally safe. And they're responsible for obliterating these horrible diseases that used to run rampant, you know. Never mind that most of those diseases had decreased by about 90% before vaccines started being used. Vaccines are the thing that are responsible for it. And we're going to have a great vaccine for COVID-19. Because it's super easy to make vaccines. And we um, have never made one for any other coronavirus before. Because uh, we never needed to because um, they go away. Uh, but this one, it, right, this one, I forgot. This one never goes away. So um, we're going to make a vaccine. And we're going to have it to you pretty soon. Um, it's different. It's a little different. So instead of like taking a piece of the virus, like a dead piece of the virus, and putting it in you and like irritating your immune system with some <laughs> neurotoxic heavy metals to give make your body form an immune response to it, um, this one is actually like going to change your DNA. So, um, you know... It's kind of experimental, but hey, I, let's do it, right? <laughs> Sign me up. Sign me up. How effective is this vaccine going to be? Well, um, it's going to have to be pretty good to be more effective than our own bodies, which at this point are 99.74% effective at beating this virus. Right? Do we really think that a vaccine is going to be more than 99.74% effective? Just just think about that for a second. Just really think about that. So it comes down to a choice. You can have either the 99.74% chance that you're going to be fine which is kind of like the percent chance that you're going to be fine all the time, every day, right? When you go outside, when you get in your car, when you smoke a cigarette or drink a beer or start a fire or do anything, right? So you can have that. You can have that right now by walking outside of your house. And, and not wearing a mask 
and just living your life, getting some sun, doing things that you want to do, and and you can have that level of security that you're going to be okay. And that level of security that you're going to be okay is based on your body and the way it works and the way it maintains its life and vitality in the face of all sorts of crazy shit, right? That's what you got right now. And it's right there that it's built in. It's it's renewed and and reinvigorated with every fresh squeezed glass of orange juice that you drink. Or you can decide that that's not good enough. You can listen to the lie that tells you that you need to be afraid of this thing, that there's nothing you can do to prevent it from possibly killing you, and you are possibly spreading it unknowingly to somebody that might die from it. You can choose to believe that, and you can then, furthermore, choose to believe that through some miracle of science, there will be something that has never before been created, which is a successful vaccine for a coronavirus, like the cold. Do you think if there could make a good coronavirus vaccine, they wouldn't have made one for the cold yet? Um, and you can believe that this experimental RNA vaccine that forever alters your genetic material is going to make you safer. Uh, that's the choice. That's the choice. And so you can, you get to decide. We all do. What do we want? Do we want to pay for something that was made by some scientists that was funded by the pharmaceutical companies that are going to make trillions of dollars off of this and believe that that will make us, our bodies will become somehow stronger and better prepared to face this threat? Or do you want to believe that actually um, our bodies are amazing and this thing is not that much of a threat based on the numbers of people that are actually dying from it? And Let's dispense, let's cut the crap and get back to life, huh? I don't know. That's how I see it. Um, my phone died, just on, a, on another note. Uh, what do I, I don't know what I'm going to do. If I'm going get to a, get a flip phone, if I'm going to get another iPhone. I think I'm not. I think I'm going to go analog. And there was a year of photos on there that I lost, except for the, like, 10 minutes as the battery on my phone was dying, where I frantically emailed myself a few pictures of the apartment remodel and one picture of my beautiful wife. And uh, the rest may be gone forever. I don't know. I I don't know where. I, there's not any Apple stores around me. So I don't know. I don't know how to recover my photos. But that's okay. I couldn't get them on my computer anyway. That was the part of the problem. Last few times, I half-heartedly tried to upload them to my computer. My computer didn't recognize any photos. So I posted a few to Instagram, thankfully, you know. <laughs> 
Thank God for that. But I'm not too broken up about it. And I'm thinking about going back to the digital camera. You take pictures, you flip through them on your camera, and then if you want to do anything with them, you actually have to sit down and upload them to your computer. And then you, boom, you got them on your computer. It's amazing. You can put them on your website. You can email them. You can get prints made. Not that I'm going to do any of that, but uh, thinking about going sans smartphone. So anybody that's like trying to text me or whatever, I'm I'm just not I'm not getting them. Texts not coming through right now. Phone is dead. Just stop taking a charge. Couldn't charge anymore. Poor little thing. I've had it for six years. It's over. Anyhow, uh, I've got another half of the interview, second half of the interview with Joe Gruen from early June. About a month later. That seems like a good time to wait before putting something up, right? We talk more about COVID. I'm sorry if I'm talking too much about COVID, but I'm just not over it. I'm not going to get over it until we stop uh, being led around by this bullshit. No more, folks. Let's put a stop to it, right? How many people are falling in love and having sex and making babies right now? Not many. Okay, that's a problem. How many people are smooching, having hot smooches right now? How many people are having that like electric feeling of of like touching someone's hand in a dark movie theater when you're 15 and like having your first kiss? Oof, man. First tongue kiss ever? Guys, think about that. Remember that first kiss you ever had. How awesome was that? Huh? Not a lot of that going on right now. Not a lot of first kisses going on. And the chances of them being awesome or cool or happening... I don't know. Maybe the tension, maybe the COVID tension is like creating some actual kind of sexual tension that might make it a little more exciting. I don't know about you. I I kind of find the masks a little bit sexy sometimes. (laughs) It's like, ooh, (laughs) I wonder what that person really looks like. But I'm kind of, (laughs) I don't think that's enough to make up for the general fact that people can't interact or like go to a bar. Not that bars are great, you know, alcohol's not good for you, but we got to have bars, guys. <laughs> I mean, that that's a necessity, okay? You got to, we got to have crowded bars. Got to have crowded bars. Don't you want to, don't you want to be squeezing up through a bar, all sweaty, elbowing your way through a bar to try to order a beer? Come on, guys. Don't you want to go to a soccer game? Or watch a soccer game with actual people in the stands and not some fucking computer simulation of crowd? Oh, man. Guys. It's got to stop. It's got to stop. If you need, it really, if you need to sit down and look at some numbers, if that's what you need, it's out there. It's out there, <laughs> okay? Um, 
there's just uh it's just really easy it, there's really easy ways to see what's really going on here and to realize that you don't have to be afraid so just remember that it's that's your choice that's your choice and this thing is about as scary as life normally is which is part of what makes life awesome we're only here for a little bit do we want to just sit around and wait for scientists to come up with something to inject us with that's not life I don't want to live that life. I want to be out there. I want to be riding horses. You know, I want to be sledding down a hill. I want to be smelling other people's sweat. Right? I want to be hugging people. Guys, come on. Come on. Come on. Let's do this. Let's, let's cut the crap. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay to admit that you were lied to, right? Is that really that surprising? When did it become so not cool to be a fucking rebel? Remember when it was cool to be like, fuck the man, fuck authority. This is bullshit. Down with the man. It's all rigged, right? When did it stop being cool to do that? <laughs> when did it start being cool to shut the fuck up and put a mask on? <laughs> oh. Where is there is nothing cool about that. There is nothing cool about listening to authority and not thinking for yourself. <laughs> it's not cool. What are our kids learning right now? Don't think for yourself. Don't think about things. Just sit tight. It's going to be okay. You're going to have video games and I don't know what are what are kids going to have? What's what's left? You're going to have Oh, I don't know. I got to get off this rant, you guys, and get on to this interview. I'll step aside now. Let the let the level-headed Joe Gruen step in. This is, again, this is a time warp. I'm sorry to Joe for doing this, for ranting in real time, like four weeks after we talked. But I just don't have any other way to, uh, to get this out there. <laughs> That's really, I just, I broke this interview into two parts, so I'd have another excuse to record an intro. But obviously, I've got a lot to say. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions... Send me an email. The address is GabeRoberts at gmail.com. Probably going to have to get a different email soon because everything's being censored and no faith in, no faith in the Googs anymore. But I'm, I'm still pretty low level. <laughs> I'm not going uh, I'm not going to pretend that I'm so important that Google is censoring me, but it could happen. If you sent me an email and I haven't responded, you know why. It's because it got filtered into my promotions folder. No, but seriously, if you want to make sure you get to me, let's use the postal service and send a piece of mail to P.O. Box 28, Craftsbury, Vermont, 05826. I'll see you there, folks. Now, on to the show. Please welcome the wonderful, talented, thoughtful, handsome, friendly, Joe Gruen.
Yeah. And, that social pressure we were talking about. That plays my, a big part. My friends group has been completely annihilated by this. Just completely destroyed. I mean, there yeah. is no there is nobody talking, inviting people over. Uh it's just it's just dead. Sure. It's Everyone's dead. A fr- yeah. And no one's and no one's sitting there watching. That that's the problem. It's gotten completely disconnected from actual data. So there's nobody sitting there watching and everyone being like, "Okay, great, we're almost to that point where we can now we can get back together." It's like even to say that is 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 going against the party the line. You're being irresponsible. Um, and so yeah. it is. It's going to come down to like reaching out to people like actively seeking out people that are ready to to hang out and well i want you to um anytime somebody brings up uh how you're endangering people by hanging out with your friends um you can bring up a few things you can bring up almost any of those articles that i i sent you via email specifically the one about the who which everyone should know by now coming out and saying that asymptomatic people do not spread the virus or very rarely do very rarely but you could be there was then there's the counter argument to that well that's what fauci came in and said they're wrong really which which by the way i mean gabe we all know that the experts are all in alignment on this thing right oh right yeah but but he came in and he said uh, no, well, that's you know that's not keep taking into account pre-symptomatic people, yes, which exactly. would be the two-day people that you were talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just show them that. Show them the video of uh, police officers doing the Macarena with protesters, and then you know if a cop tries <laughs> to, you just show them that video. They they're not six feet apart. They don't have I masks. See on. that? Oh God, look it up. It is bizarre to watch. Really? Yep. Where is it from? What? location it was all over the internet i, no, I, I but I mean like where did it ha- where did it take place in the u.s that's a good question it was in the u.s yeah it was at one of these protests uh-huh. but uh <laughs> maybe it was la maybe it was new york but like just a line of of cops and protesters you know interspersed doing right. the macarena which on any other time would be a great thing to see but right. in the age of covid where we've been told that we we're going to kill people it's right. it's bizarre and almost infuriating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like I can, in most cases, the best I can hope for is hanging out again, but not talking about it. Hanging I've out again there. because, okay, it's the governor is saying now that you can have gatherings up to 25 people, which he it like you wouldn't believe it with the way people are fucking walking around like right now, scared out of their minds. But the governor's new thing is you can have gatherings up to 25 people. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the best I can hope for is like some kind of gathering and like, oh, hey, nice to see you again. But like no hugs. No one's going to hug. And we'll all sort of. Uh, I don't know. I just hugged some people the other day and they were hardcore liberal and they were kids, you know, teenagers that I used to teach Sunday school with. So I I think people are just dropping it like more people than you realize. Where like two, three weeks ago, if you had like gone to hug someone, they'd been like, but like 
you go today, it's it's a mixed bag. If you creep in, most of them will probably be like, all right, get over here. Yeah. Good. Dude, that's so powerful. Because that, like, if if I can hug somebody that I used to hug regularly, I don't need to get into all this shit. I don't need them to acknowledge that we were all lied to. Like, but sure. I feel like if people are going to, I still feel like this, this and, and I, I keep, well, it's I keep it's going to wear off, but I keep, yeah. I keep having this desire to um, point out the fact that we were all fucking lied to. <laughs> I don't see any reason why you shouldn't. It should be so much more palatable now. I mean, it's right. it's it's virtually undeniable that right. we were lied to at least about the severity. Even if you don't believe, you know, the conspiracy level stuff. Right. It's just clear that it is not as dangerous as it was advertised to be. Well, and clear that the lockdown didn't do anything. That awesome. Did you re- have any chance to read that that article I just sent you right before we started? Yeah, about the Wuhan lockdown. Basically showing that the the R value or whatever, the transmission, everything shows that everything was in decline before the lockdown began. And right. I've seen articles about that in all kinds of, I mean, it, it's it's pretty much widespread, you know. So basically the arc of the virus is the fucking arc of the virus, the curve yeah. of the virus. And we're, you know. And the lockdown gonna... just elongates it or right. worsens it. Right. Um, I actually did a Excel spreadsheet that I would love to send you um, that basically shows the states, all 50 states and Washington, D.C., their mm-hmm. deaths, their cases, the death rate, which I got by deaths over cases. And remember, mm-hmm. these are only confirmed deaths, confirmed cases. And mm-hmm. then I got the expiration of the stay-at-home order for each of these states. And then I just sorted them by death rate, uh, smallest to largest. And what you notice um, you'll have to take my word for it, but I'll, you'll see it when I send it to you, is at the upper end of, you know, the low death rates, all mm-hmm. of them didn't have a stay-at-home order. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or, like, most of them did not have a stay-at-home order. And all of the places that didn't have a stay-at-home order were, like, within those first, I don't know, 10, 15 results. Mm-hmm. And then the ones at the bottom that have the high... Um, the high uh, death, death rates. Rate. Yeah. They all end around late May, early June. And some of them are still going. So it's a clear picture of death rates being higher in states that are doing lockdowns and stay at home orders that are in place, presumably to lower the death rate right. or, or the case rate. Right. Um, but it's not working. And then the ones that never did it in the first place had the lowest death rates in this in the country. So right. that's I mean, and there'll be arguments of like, well, the ones at the bottom are more densely populated and the ones at the top are less densely populated. But it raises the question why we had any kind of push for a national lockdown. Yeah. Then why was it not a state by state thing or a state city by city thing or a county by county thing? But it did right. not require some sort of drastic inner like national or international was what we got lockdown right yeah so i'm just concerned about the the lasting effects now and and i guess the feeling of if we don't acknowledge point out some of the bullshit then what's It'll to just prevent it from again. happening yeah. again but on the other hand there maybe there are like you say there's definitely people that are just getting to over over it 
And those are the people that, whether or not they acknowledge it or talk about it, are probably, if it tries to happen again, are going to be even more skeptical and quick to say, this is bullshit. Well, I would disagree. Maybe. There's a long time to create a narrative saying, we just saved millions of lives by doing what we did. And you already hear people saying that, right? Like, it's the whole reason we didn't hit 2.2 million deaths. It's like, well, no, that right. model's been disproven. That projection has been dras drastically picked apart and drastically overblown. And um, so if you give time to create a narrative of, you know, well, that saved 2.2 million people or 1.7, well, Ugh. then what you're going to get is like, the next time it comes around, all the same people are going to do the same thing again. Hey, all we got to do is sit in our homes for two to three months and follow the directives and we'll be fine. <laughs> and and I, I think that's going to happen if you don't point out the issues. You know, it's it's yeah. like it's like with the Iraq war. There's virtually no chance we're going to enter another Iraq war. But it's because we talked about it a lot. The weapons of mass destruction. And how they didn't exist. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah, if that we don't a good one. talk about it. Like, if we had never talked about the Iraq war and then eventually we just pulled our troops home and the whole region went up in flames, but we didn't take any responsibility for it. If we just said, like, you know, it was necessary because we we kept terrorism at bay, then people would just be sitting around believing, OK, we're going to have to do that next time we hear about weapons of mass destruction anywhere. Right. Well, I it feel is like important. they don't even. Yeah, they don't even bother, like. Presenting. Like, I, re I remember watching the fucking Colin Powell talking about the WMDs and, like, showing satellite images and stuff. Right. I feel like they don't even bother doing that anymore. They just up and start bombing people. And sure. And drone striking. And the same well, thing. Well, because we have the drones now. There's right. no people to send over there, so there's no need for pushback. Or they're already there. Right. I don't know. I guess it's news if troops are deployed. That's still newsworthy but but we really haven't engaged in a war like iraq since we've done some drone strikes but nothing that was f as financially uh draining and as costly of life as that was since then and and i think a big reason for that is because we've talked about it and pushed back about uh, yeah. back against it a lot yeah i know my opinion has changed a ton on it because people have talked about it so much because people have raised points over yeah. years. It, I was one of the last ones to the party because I did not want to believe that so many people risked their lives for a lie. Ditto. Yeah. So this is, so this is a, th this is a really good opportunity then I guess to, to talk about if you, you know, what is the kind of discussion that we can have that can be productive, that can um, prevent this sort of thing from happening again. And I think it's got to be around the, um, it's got to be around the, the healthcare system or the medical establishment or the pharmaceutical industry, all that kind of shit, right? Yeah. It starts with, um, it starts with destroying the idea of trusting experts wholeheartedly mm -hmm. and understanding that they're fallible. I, I don't know if you read the article that I sent you. A little bit, um, yeah. Yeah. Essentially, the point of it was uh, in science, within science, the whole basis of science are people taking proofs from before yeah. and practicing them in grade school and high school and going, okay, I'm seeing it. I'm actually practicing it. It's working. 
Um, but then retaining the critical thought necessary to create their own science, their own scientific questions, and then test those questions. And that's how science grows. Mm -hmm. But if you just have this thing that we have in place, which has become more common over the last few decades of, you know, scientific experiments, we're, we're basically teaching our new scientists to be practitioners of scientific theory, mm. of the theories that have already occurred and been proven and are now doctrine. And so mm. all it takes is somebody from up above handing something down to a bunch of scientific experts, the people we consider experts, uh, and then they just practice it or they just mm. perpetuate it or they just propagate it. And that can't be where science is. It's not science at that point. It's Interesting. It's, it's rhetoric and propaganda. So that's what yeah. that article was about. And I think that that's where we have to start the conversation in order to make sure that this doesn't happen ever again. Because we trusted the experts. They came out and said one thing. We all just followed their orders. Uh, governments followed their orders without checking with anybody else, economic experts, uh, public policy experts criminal justice expert, they threw all of those experts out the window in sake of, you know, health expert, public health experts, mm -hmm. or for the sake of public health experts. And uh, as a result, we, we they, they were almost, you know, priests, you know, they were almost totally, uh, you know, yeah, uh, it is, dude, it's a new it's the new religion. And then, of course, you know, recently, they come out and say, we support the protests, we support, you know, this. And, right. it's, and it's like, and we're, we're fine. We, I think the argument that I heard the, I don't know if it was the WHO or the CDC come out and say, but they were like, um, we support the protests because systemic racism is something that predates the coronavirus and is responsible for killing so many more people in the coronavirus. So in this case, it's okay to <laughs> protest, but not poverty or the great depression that we're in, we're creating by right. joining this bullshit with our with our policy it, it, there's something wrong there like yeah there's something it's very clearly biased and motivated by something other than science yeah i think that's uh yeah i think it's true i think it's the whole um the medical establishment is kind of this way you're talking about the scientific establishment. Like they're basically doctors are just trained to memorize, um, the established disease cause treatments that they've been taught. And they don't, they're not trained to think critically or look at the patient as a whole. And, you know, of course, they're great doctors and doctors are amazing. I feel like I've been struggling like we I just paid my or did our taxes. Yeah. And we owe an extra sixteen hundred bucks for health care because somehow they calculate and you get the fucking. Oh, my God, dude! the insurance health care thing. Talk about brain soup. That is the most confusing shit in the sure. world. Oh yeah. my God. There's yeah. literally the, there's like part of how you figure it out is based on the second lowest cost silver premium plan. 
Like that just gives you a sample of the fucking jargon that you have to wade through to figure this shit out. And uh-huh. then so you pick a plan and they the healthcare provider gives you a a, a number for the how much it costs, which is something nobody can afford, you know, 1500 bucks a month or whatever. And then right. they're like, well, but with your, the fed with the tax credit, that offsets all but $200 of it. So it ends up being $200 a month, say. Right. Well, then when you go to do your taxes, you have to, at that point, calculate how much tax credit are you actually eligible for? And what do you know? You're not eligible for all that tax credit that you received. Right. <laughs> and so now you got to pay that. Of course. I mean, that is just, it's just the most insane fucking broken ass system. Yeah. That it gives, like, what, uh, what chance do you have of, if, you know, of any sort of clarity, like, um, I don't know. So no. I've been thinking about like, oh, so maybe I just don't want to get insurance. And then I just think about some horrific accident. And I and I think about hospitals. I think about the whole COVID thing. And I think about how they maybe killed a lot of people by putting them on ventilators when they weren't, then that didn't actually help anybody. Sure. And I start to think about like, well, maybe just to hell with the whole thing. I'm not paying insurance. I'm, I've never this whole year, you know, that I now owe 1600 bucks. I didn't go to the doctor once. Right. And, um, but then I think about some horrific injury and how like I would want a fucking surgeon and all the accoutrement to like fix my, my compound fracture. So sure. I don't know. Well, it was I... certainly worthless over the last three months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're just sitting at home. Yeah. No one's going yeah, to we'll get our money back for that. Totally. Totally should get a rebate. I have no idea how taxes are going to work this year, but like the idea that you can send people $1,200 in the mail and then tax them up the asshole in June is a little. I, something's going to break. Like. That's how we're going to pay the, the taxes that we owe is thanks to the fucking stimulus check. It's all just going to the tax, to back to the government. I spend mine. <laughs> it's gone. Good. <laughs> Did you buy that Nick Bosa jersey? No, I had that before, thankfully. I bought my dad uh, an iWatch with my oh. sister. We got him an Apple Watch 5. Cool. So what does that do? Everything? You can talk and... Everything you can imagine. It tells the time. <laughs> Uh, you can get phone calls on it, I think, and like send out phones on it. It's it, we got them the one that like can act as a phone on its own. Um, you can like use it to set reminders. You can get all your apps on your your phone to it. You can link Bluetooth headphones to it to listen to music to it. It's got tons of storage. Um, wow. Yeah. It's like basically a phone. Basically, it's like a smaller phone. It's a phone with a screen this big. Did he use an iPhone before? Yeah, we got him trained on the iPhone. Uh, and the reason we got it for him is not because he's some sort of tech guy. He's clearly not. And he looks at it almost every day and goes like, I don't know how to use this. And I'm like, it's okay, Dad. You don't have to. But like, um, we got it because like he was losing his phone a lot or like mm-hmm. misplacing his phone or letting it die. And then like, yeah, if like we needed to call him, we couldn't get him. Yeah. If he needed to call us, it, we couldn't do that. Um, but then also he's 80 years old. So it's like, we wanted him to have something that he could like keep track of his health with when he goes to the gym. 
his yeah. exercise, how many calories he's burning, and it has something uh, built-in fall detection system. So if you fall, Whoa. then it will say, "Are you okay?" It'll like send it go like, and then like, "Are you okay?" And if you don't answer, it's like, and then like, and then I think it like starts calling nine one one to come amazing. get you and links your GPS to them and gives them your coordinates. Wow. So it's a nice thing to have because, like, he has a history of heart disease, and so if he has a heart attack, it it'll it'll be a nice thing to have for him. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's going to be a lot of fucking legwork to uh, overhaul some of these systems. And while we're at it, we might as well overhaul the criminal justice system because that's broke as shit, obviously. Sure. What are you going to do? I'm not going to do any of that shit. I'm not going to help with overhauling a single <laughs> bit. <laughs> No way. I don't know what the hell, to, you know, that nothing. I'm going to do nothing. I think hopefully I, think, I can, maybe yeah. I can vote for somebody that'll do something. I was thinking about this the other day, how every generation is looking for a kind of a defining moment and movement. And I thought, how cool would it be? And I immediately thought it's not going to be our generation. Cause I think we're the source of a lot of this shit. Um, or at least the new look of this shit. But like, uh, I was thinking, how cool would it be if a future generation just decided to turn their backs on the Democratic and the Republican Party and support yes. a third party that won the presidency or won a significant amount of seats in the Senate or the House better, of Reps? Better get back to hand-counting ballots first. Or... Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't put much faith in anything. Yeah, I, I think the, the last time that happened was Ross Perot. And and then he got like eighteen point seven percent of the the popular vote, but got oh, no I, electoral I, votes. Okay. Okay. Right. Oh, right. Fucking electoral college. Jesus That's the Christ. Other we got rid of. There's first. so many conf- just completely intentionally fucking confusing things sitting in our systems. Well, that's not confusing. They were very clear. The founders <laughs> of the country were very clear. We. There is danger in allowing the people to decide who becomes president. Right. That's true. That's true. It is pretty clear. (laughs) So wait, so how cool it would be, right, if that's what we did. I think that's a great way to do it. Um, We'd have to get out and campaign in mass numbers. We'd have to put aside our steady horseshit or put aside our petty horseshit uh, bipartisan bullcrap and and come together we'd have to be able to identify the things that we have been saying and thinking that aren't really our own that are just being yeah. fed to us form of propaganda and yeah, then we have to find um find what's the word i'm looking for connection or like this the Comic- ideas that connect to all of us common sense maybe like common ground yeah we have to find common ground among our whole generation and maybe even a generation below us and just vote for people that will fracture and break just make a commitment not to vote for the democratic or republican party that that's where it starts that's what i've felt for a while now and um it's why i'm probably not going to vote for either one ever again yeah definitely not i just don't see the point Right. Well, but and that's I think it's a wonderful idea. Um, 
But then ultimately, how does that change happen? Well, you have somebody up there that starts issuing some orders, right, for things to change. But then for those things to actually change, it's still going to involve, um, I mean, I guess just, just tweaking certain rules would probably make things a lot better. But I think that we we have to just start a lot of shit on our own, like with you know not wait for the direction or the permission to do it. And in in large part, it's 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 new, completely new systems, like like just a new um, as opposed to trying to change the change the old ones. It might just be easier to just start over. It's better to just beat them. Well, we're not gonna. We're not going to destroy them, or, or or you can't start over if it's still there. You need the vacuum, um, but right. But you can't you can't tear it down. I don't think people live uncomfortably enough yet to support widespread revolution. So it can't happen like that. It's got to happen peacefully and legally. Totally. And people have to just be fed up with recognizing that there's been no change regardless of which party has been in power right yeah i guess i'd be interested to see like a example of of politics actually coming to something good or like people actually i mean i guess the story of the united states of america if you know the mythology of the united states of america is kind of that but that was again that wasn't that wasn't voting in the right people. That was that was. Bailing. It was a large group of people packing up and, and yeah. leaving. <laughs> exactly. And, and then, I think, yeah, I think that's the way we got to do it. Like, I'm not sending my kids to school. I'm gonna homeschool them, and if there are other parents around that want to get in on it, cool. Let's do that. And um, you know, starting a, a starting a public bank dude that's where it's at public banking public but that's bank? the kind of thing that could come from the top really easily um and it wouldn't be too hard to follow like the model of credit unions which are already in place right in, in the event of inventing a public bank like I, I i think all of those things are doable but you have to have a community i mean there are people that there are communities that do this like the amish are self-sustaining and like um certain mormon you know groups are self-sustaining amish are fucking laughing at everybody right now i'm sure they are <laughs> amish are crushing it right now yeah <laughs> oh man have you ever been to an amish community no but there's a guy in town that looks amish oh, okay that's close <laughs> i'm working on it yeah, you just need some suspenders. You know what really does it? Yeah. Beard but no mustache. Yes. Yeah. That's what you need. That's I'm not bold enough. That's, no, it's not a that's good look. Such a bold look and the beard's got to look It's horrible <laughs> even when it's at its full like its fullest realization. It's a yeah. horrible looking thing. Not a good look at all. And then you get that hat with the top and the wide brim. Yes. Thing. You get the suspenders. Suspenders. Yeah, he's got the beard. This guy's got the beard with no mustache, and he's got he rocks suspenders every day. So he definitely. You get the collared shirt. Fits picture. Yep. And the undershirt. Yeah, I wonder if they're getting uh, if they're trying if they're getting people 
trying to join up, asking if they can join the Amish. I don't think anyone will. (laughs) (laughs) Old prediction. (laughs) Right. So that's so do you think people are just going to like crawl back? Do you think people are going to start like trying to invest again? They're going to be like, okay, now like my sister just seemed crazy. My sister just she just texted me the other day like. Can you give me some advice? I'm going to start investing. I'm like, oh why now? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. There's a second crash coming. It's just, it's, it's there. The second that, like, we go back to doing things, you know, semi-normally, where the government isn't printing out mass amounts of money and handing it out to people, the market's going to crash. It's just going to, it's yeah. just going to be a nightmare for people yeah. that have anything tied up in that. Yeah. Like my best financial advice I've given people is like invest in in metals and invest in assets. Yeah. You know, can go get a home, but um, the mortgage payments are about to look a lot worse in like a few months. So I don't I don't know. You you get as many assets that you can that are yours. Yeah. And become self sustaining. You know, make your own food. We just killed a bunch of bunnies on Monday. Yeah? Yeah. What happened to the one that was named after me? Oh, he's long gone. (laughs) I thought you were going to keep him. No. We did keep one. We kept two because a neighbor picked up. They want to start their own rabbit operation. So they they were going to take two of our little ladies, but they only ended up taking one. So now we have this one. Like, we processed all the rest of them. So now we just have one, and it's like, it's going to be really hard to kill it. I like the cold mechanical terminology of processing. Yeah, it is, isn't it? (laughs) Processing. Very mechanical. Adorable little rabbit children. (laughs) Yeah. No, that's cool. You you killed a bunch of bunnies, and then you... Eat. Now uh, we got some food going. My brother's making tons of food. He's got the biggest. He's got like a quarter acre, like solid under uh, under cultivation. Terrific. Yeah, he's gonna grow probably. I don't know. Shitloads of potatoes and beans, and he's going all out. That's so great, that's man. Cool. That's exactly. That's it. Now, a lot of people who live in the cities can't do that because they don't have the acreage. But, like... They got to come up here. Yeah, just move. Yeah, maybe that's what it'll be. It'll be migrations to places like that, places like it, Montana. It happened in the 60s, right? Did it? Yeah, the whole back-to-the-land movement. Okay. That was big, certainly in Vermont. That was a big part of the hippie thing, was, like, just go out and go back to the land and grow your own food and... Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good idea. I think if we can have like communes that don't devolve into, you know, misogynistic horseshit. Yeah. Like I think that'd be great too. Yeah. Like you know, communities of people who maybe are already pre-married and set up some form of democracy within the commune that isn't pre-married. Uh, well, people that are pre-married. Like like you don't want to go there into these communes single. And then, like, 
you know, and then there's Why a not? leader. <laughs> well, it's just it's too open to the you know possibility of a harem at that point. Oh, uh, you yeah, you don't want any any nasty shit going on. If I'm the leader, then of course <laughs> it'll be that. Bring system. on the singles. Yeah. You want some nice stable family units. Yeah, because otherwise. <laughs> You're just going to start doing drugs. You're going to start, like, coming up with plots to kill actors. Like, it's just the end game of of that kind of party. But, like, if you get some, like, nice, you know, families um, looking to have some kids. I think that's a good thing. It's the Amish system without the religion. Right. And the repression. Yep. And with a little bit of electricity. That'd be nice. Definitely. Some 5G. <laughs> <sighs> oh, man. That was a really weird gasp I just made. I had like a tightness in my throat. I probably got COVID. Probably. That's good, though. You're past the pre-symptomatic phase. But it's true. I don't have to, I don't have to wonder anymore, except... You don't, you know, once you get it, there, it's it's still unknown whether or not you could get lasting immunity. Sure. You could always get it again. You could always so get it just, again. It's best to be safe, because what's the worst that can happen? You never touch anybody again? Yeah, we're just, that was the worst part. Can we just, like, talk honestly? That's the worst part of this whole fucking thing. It was, like, people were like, you're being asked to stay in your homes and watch Netflix. You should be grateful. Right. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> right. Our society is literally getting uh, destroyed under our very eyes. Yeah. <laughs> we're being told not not to that, that we're afraid of people. The scariest thing to me, honestly, dude, is is the messaging that kids are getting right now. The idea that they have something to fear from other human beings that everybody is potent like and their little friends and shit sure like and that they have to wear masks and then that there's sure. probably going to be fucking uh, they need to get another vaccine another shot like oh. they were already so separated and isolated yeah. from other people with like you know video gaming and like right. the internet and the tech revolution that we've seen over the last few decades it's like People, like children specifically, were already not engaging socially yeah. enough. And this just basically reinforced that, said, like, you shouldn't. Not only do you have the option not to, but you should not do it. Right. Which it can't develop well. Like, people aren't going to develop into very rational social beings. You already kind of see it with the new people that are, like, in their 18s, you know, 19s, 20s, that are just, they don't know how to express themselves. Or like get what they want or like cooperate with people. They want to walk around and tell people what to say and think and like feel. And I think that's a revolution. It's like, that's not a revolution. People have done no. that all across history. It's fucking totalitarianism. Yeah. Yeah. I don't envy them at all. Maybe I should get some kids on the podcast. Get them be fired great. up. Yeah. Can I don't, come don't on and take this shit and yell at them? <laughs> Yeah, like let's a, yell at them. We'll do a scared straight. Wake up, kids. <laughs> this is a call to arms. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm getting, uh, yeah, I'm starting to get. difference playing Minecraft? Get the fuck <laughs> out there. Do something. Yeah. 
I am. I'm starting to get tired of it. I'm ready to push some buttons. I don't know. Write some letters. I don't know, man. What the fuck? He's just doing our best. I found this great great Twitter account um, by a guy who is a comedian and clearly hates liberals. But he's made this, like, liberal parody account called Titania, Titania, Titania McGrath. Nice. And it's it's like based off of uh, some you know old mythical character in a book, the Queen of the Fairies, uh-huh. and <laughs> and she's just this like blonde, upper upper class, college educated, super woke liberal in her twenties <laughs> that just posts the most horseshit you've ever just the stupidest craziest things, but they're hilarious. I mean, they yeah. really are. Like it's yeah. it's poking fun at the whole movement and specifically people like that yeah and um you know he uses all the great catchphrases like uh it's really not that hard <laughs> great one you ever talk to somebody who says that in reference to political discourse you're talking to somebody full of shit like that's the first red flag yeah it's really not that hard oh really <laughs> people sharing opinions and ideas and having different perspectives isn't hard is that what yeah. you think um, nice. I'll have to check yeah. that one out. It's fantastic. It really is. But like stuff like that, that's a good way to like lazily fight this stuff is just right. laugh at it, make fun of it to no end. Yeah. Like, yeah. It just it's really gotta you. be it's gotta be cracking for people a little bit, this whole virus mania. Yeah. Well, like I said, it's it's I think it's over. I I mean I think people will continue to talk about it. But I don't see it being anything taken seriously. Sweet. Can we take any credit, you think? I hope so. <laughs> I demand an apology. <laughs> yeah, that would be nice. How about an apology? How about just yeah. like an acknowledgement? Like yeah, we, we were did wrong. it. Early. Yeah, we did it early. Remember when we were like, you know, we're not going to lose more people than the flu. And then we said, OK, it's clear that that was probably wrong. Right. Can't anyone else just take a step back? Like, why is it only our side that's, like, trying to, like, come to a compromise here or a truth? It's like, take a step back, look at what's happened, look at what's going on right now, and use your brain and think, like, think about this. I don't know. I think it's a chain reaction kind of thing that people don't want to set off. Like, if they open up a little bit that something was wrong or that there was a there was a lie there or but you're right it doesn't even have to be that you don't even have to like get into the whole agenda thing it's just as simple as like acknowledging that this wasn't as bad as it was made out to be yeah because the fear from people like you and me like like we said we want to paul i don't care if you give me an apology or not what i want is to know that the next time this happens we're not going to see the same goddamn thing because it will happen Yes. And it'll happen in our near lifetimes. It'll happen it in the will. next five to ten years. Absolutely it will. And if we do this again, there's no there's no chance. There's just no chance for our civilization at that no, point. No, it'll be an annual I mean, honestly, you, you have to you have to if if this has been appropriate, then you have to do this for every flu season. Absolutely. Because well, it's just as bad. Yeah, I'm, well, and did I sh- I showed you the 
the graph. It, it's possible we'll never have another flu death again. They'll all be COVID. Oh, really? I, I showed you the graph of what happened mid-March where they started counting COVID deaths or like February. Yeah. Where they really started like rapidly counting COVID deaths across the yeah. country. The flu death dropped from where it normally is all the way down to zero. Wow. Or 0.5% or something like that. And it was Whoa. just like, you know, it's clear you're counting flu deaths as COVID deaths. And they came yeah. out and said, you know, we are, there's even like a pushback. I read an article on CNN that said uh, certain states are coming under scrutiny. And one of them is California, I think Florida and stuff, for not counting. I saw that. Vermont is, is uh, apparently not playing by the rules, not counting enough COVID deaths. Shame. Shame with California. Shame. Shame. That's and surprising that California isn't. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but they've, you know, there might be a political advantage to that because they were one of the first people to go into lockdown, so they want to prove that it. Yeah. They want the that. They want that big uh, comparison between New York and California, right? New York was slow to act, and look what happened. Look what happened. Look what happened to New York. <laughs> But the reality, look at New York. The reality is, I'll, and I'll send you, again, to reference my spreadsheet. Do it. Fucking send Buy that it. spreadsheet. I'll put that shit up on the website. Put it up. And I'll, yeah. and I'll put it up in order so people don't have to, like, shift through it or anything. It'll just Sweet. be lowest to highest. And right at the bottom with all the high numbers, five of the six are all in that area sharing a subway system with New York. I mean, it's clear that the subway system had something to do with the spread of the virus. Huh. People yeah. are going on on the, the subway. Like, yeah, like, here, I'll read it from the bottom. Uh, highest death rates, Connecticut, Michigan, that's the outlier, New York, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Massachusetts. Five of those six are connected to New York. Yeah. And, and there's travel back and forth from that. So... I don't know. Yeah, it's like, I can't even remember what we were talking about before that, before I brought that up. Well, I mean, that would kind of, that would kind of, that would kind of, how many times do you think I can say that would kind of? I don't know. (laughs) I have nothing to say, so I'm just waiting. My whole thing is like, about the whole, about the virus, it's like, that there's something else going on. Like, sure, sure, you get the virus, and, but like, actually dying, like. It's very rare. And there, but there's something else that that this like okay, it's one thing you get the virus and you've got comorbidities and you're old and you fucking die and they call it a COVID death, fine. Mm-hmm. But the thing, the the thing that seems like actually worth trying to figure out is like the people that supposedly had like the hypoxia and the like altitude sickness where they were like completely coherent in the hospital, but their blood oxygen levels were like frighteningly low mm-hmm. and they, those are the people that all got put on ventilators and died sure sure and, and i like, think there's something to that and like so what what causes that like that doesn't just happen from getting the virus and that doesn't just happen from getting the virus and having a, a depressed immune system sure that happens from something else and that and and that you know but that's the well, thing is we don't look at things like air pollution or the fucking flu vaccine or whatever. Well, or the ventilators themselves. When you have 80% of the people that went on the ventilators who died. Yeah. You know, at what point would that be considered not a, an effective treatment treatment? (laughs) 
I don't know. 80%? Yeah. <laughs> if somebody told me I was going to go on a ventilator uh, and I had COVID, probably look at them like, are you out of your fucking mind? How about you try right. something else? Get me outside. But Let's right. See. And that's that's looking at the medical system where it's like, you, you're just like a computer. And you're like, okay, blood, alco- blood oxygen level below here uh, to have a virus ventilator. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well... Maybe that didn't work very well, but just keep doing it. I don't know. I'd be curious to see what else is going on. I think that's been the source of like the opiate crisis. If you want to point to something else, like there's a major, we have a major prescription pill problem in this country. Right. And, and we've had it for, for decades now. And that started with the pharmaceutical companies and the medical industry and their cooperation and them all getting on the same page about how to treat ADHD, depression, anxiety, whatever other of the hundreds of bullshit psychological diseases they threw in the DSM over the last two decades. Yeah. It, you know, it's, is that dick sucking mouth? No, no, but that would I guess I can't say I'm not a psychologist. Maybe it could be, but like, uh, yeah. <laughs> what DSM? Oh, the DSM is the um, the journal, the primary reference journal for psychologists. Oh, ah. and they've had five of them, and I think like three of them have come in the last twenty years. They've revised it like. Oh really? Five. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're up to DSM-5 or something like that. Yeah, and there's the psychological health of our nation. Would you say it's gotten better in the past? You tell <laughs> me, Gabe. Do you feel like we're living in a cartoon? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, it's cool, though, dude. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. This is... Uh, things ain't never... Things are not going to be the same. And uh, we're just going to make them better. I'll be good. Everyone's got to get on the same page and stop shaming each other. I think it starts yeah. there. Yeah. And we got to be able to start uh, making out with people again. Making out with old people at bars. At least old people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they need it. They need a hug. They need a pity fuck. Can we all pity fuck some old people? <laughs> Is it that hard? <laughs> Let's do it. All we're asking. I'll do that. I'll, I'll do, do it. it. I'll do it. Why not? You have a wife that might get pissed off. I'm I'm free. Any old women that want to come and hang the, out. She gets to pity fucking old man. That'll be the deal. Oh, there you go. Do our, do our dil, due diligence. We'll flatten the curve together. <laughs> flatten the lies. Flatten the mattress. <laughs> flatten the mattress. Do you, what, what's your mask? What's your facial covering of, of choice? Uh, it's pretty sturdy. Um, I don't think I have one in, actually, I think I have one hanging on my front door, but it's like one that covers kind of the, the front. Mm-hmm. It's like a little circle, white, um, mm-hmm. uh, inflexible or flexible, but f- pretty rigid cloth felt kind of Yeah. as like the metal nose pinchers up yep. here. Yeah. It's like a dust meant mat. for like gardening work. Yeah. Yep. Same here. I think it's time to get a get a new one though. Uh, I'd like one that breathes better. Yeah, you get real hot. Nice? Yeah, you know what breathes really well? <laughs> Not a mask. That's true. <laughs> 
if I could just have a mask that like didn't exist, yeah, <laughs> it would be really cool. I, I think. Yeah. It's like invisible. Ooh, and, like, it'd be fun to make one out of cellophane. Just to fuck with people, that'd be hilarious. Cellophane. What's yeah. That? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Out of like you just like crap. fogging up the inside of it. I thought, you know, we missed a real opportunity, but maybe it's not done yet because people are getting back into masks. Yeah. Because um, I had had an idea within like the first couple weeks of like going out in like a Jason mask yes. or like a werewolf mask that I had from like a Universal Studios werewolf mask and just like posting these online every day. Yeah. Like, these videos or like pictures of me out doing it and like saying if I got to wear a mask, that's fine. But I get to pick the mask. Yeah. Let's make it fun. And they're going to be the scariest, most fucked up masks you can imagine. <laughs> I'm going to walk into daycare centers. And <laughs> yeah. Like a Richard Nixon mask. Some classics. Right. Yeah. <sighs> well. Well. There's some, there's some fun to be had. Did we cover every article I sent you? I don't know. Uh, so the one was about the asymptomatic people. Extremely uh-huh. rare. Yes. And then there was the thing you were talking about, about the health experts scientists. The test. How scientists are fucking stupid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then what was this third one? I gotta look at this one again. Uh, more than half the states may be undercounting. We talked about oh, that. Oh yeah, naughty, naughty little states. Gotta get keep those COVID numbers up. Yeah, and then I covered the uh, the other one and the corruption. The other one was about the corruption. So we covered it all, dude. I'm surprised. We talked yeah. about and every we talked point. about George Floyd a little bit. A little bit of George Floyd. Well, I mean, what is gonna what is gonna come out of all this? Do you think besides a drawn out trial? Not nothing if they don't have any clear plans. Now there is Minneapolis. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this story, but I wasn't fully intending on getting into the protests. But the Minneapolis City Council has uh, they seem to unanimously want to disband the police. Really? Correct. Yeah disband the police disband and replace the police but they haven't said with what clowns goats ice cream ice cream people firemen (laughs) make them all firemen (laughs) park rangers park rangers actually that would be great sex dolls sex dolls (laughs) Wow, that seems really stupid. I mean, super stupid if you don't have a plan. <laughs> hey, that's something. I guess that takes care of police brutality. Then you just have regular brutality. Citizen brutality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, what a world. All right. Well, uh, good luck out there, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Tomatoes. I'll see if I can catch the end of the uh, rally. No, I'm not going to go up there, but I'll be interested to see what it was like. <laughs> I should have gone, but I wouldn't have been able to keep a straight face, dude. I wouldn't have been able to handle I mean, it. 
Yeah, if I want to be totally honest, I listened to a podcast the other day. Kind of said that protests are stupid. He's this, this guy that just made the case. He's like, you know, this is going to be an unpopular pr- decision. And I fully support people's rights to protest. But at the same time, they're kind of stupid. Yeah. Because um, any cause <laughs> that is worth protesting and mass is worth fighting and dying for. And so the protest part is just kind of a flaccid approach mm. <laughs> to like to like uh, if there's serious injustice because what the claim here is that you know African Americans are being killed um, at extraordinary rates by the police and if that is the case then clearly protest is not going to be enough <laughs> like that's mm-hmm. you know. Right. Is that going to change the behavior of police officers? No, of course not. Yeah. So, so, yeah. I don't know. I, it's not something I, I want, I necessarily wanted to get into, but like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how much quicker the process and the system could have worked here, at least for this case. This right. case seemed to be happened about and expedited as fast as any case I've ever heard of. Where right. before I even knew it was happening, Chauvin had been arrested and right. was charged. And so right. I was like and there were videos up. And there were videos up. But the protests occurred immediately. Like the next but the <laughs> next day that it happened after it happened. Dude, they had this shit planned out for sure. I don't know, but no, I know what you're saying. Like yeah. He had been was... fired. You know, it right. happened on Monday. Chauvin was fired on Tuesday. First round of protests and riots. Riots last. Protests, riots last uh, four more days, five more days. Um, on Friday of that week, Chauvin is arrested and charged with third-degree murder. On Monday the next week, he's upcharged to second-degree murder. And and what? It's Wednesday or Thursday? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean... Or I guess that was last week. And now this week, there's been, you know, a week of less violence. But, like, it, it can't just violence, anger. It couldn't have gone quicker if we sent out a, a um, if we just rounded him up and sent him to the gallows that day. Right. It couldn't <laughs> have operated quicker. Yeah. Any quicker. And so... Yeah, it seems to be a revolt against the system in general, whether it's working or not, or these cases are being expedited or not. Yeah, I think that there may be some specific things around, um, you know, things like gerrymandering, you know, for districts and things like that. And looking at the ways that like poverty is is sort of enforced or the ways that people aren't all given the opportunity to get mortgages or or whatever. Those are the kinds of things that are tangible. But the rest, it's like, it's all about love, man. It's all about people loving themselves to enough not to, to hate other people. And like, yes, you're not going to do that by going out and hooting and hollering. I mean, I get it and saying it's, you know, it's fucked I mean, up and it is fucked up, but you're not, not going to get... 
yeah. It's not like you're going to, oh, now we're going to have a, a sensitivity, you know, a fucking sensitivity training for police. Like, that's not going to do anything. No. No. <laughs> like, and you're not going to get it by yelling at police officers that had nothing to do with it, who may have already sure. come out and said that was super fucked up. Like, I, I don't support that. Yeah. Because, um, again, these police officers, they're not they're part of the system they're employees of the system but they're not the system like i'm intending to go get a job with the government and i you could ask me straight up outside of my, my work and i'd probably say i hate the fucking government what kind of job are you gonna get um i just want to get like a government accounting job or like an auditor job yeah um or maybe even a job you know with the irs but like i hate all of those organizations <laughs> I, just, I hate them all and huh. And I've I've had a serious, you know, reevaluation of what government is good for, sp- particularly surrounding these protests and these riots. When you have when you have cops who are standing there, you know, allowing rioting to happen and then cracking down on the protesters on the front lines that are not being violent. Or like shooting rubber bullets between their eyes, and and then also they're they're like telling people to stay home because of COVID. It's just they're not doing their jobs at that mm-hmm. point. The, the job of government is to protect rights and property, and if they're not doing those two things, if they're deliberately stripping rights and they're deliberately standing by and watching property be destroyed, then th- what good are they? What are we paying taxes for? I had that oh, thought the, the bombs, other day. Joe, the bombs. The bombs, yeah, but we don't even ever get to use them anymore. Oh, they still find, they still drop lots of bombs. When was the last bomb? You should live stream it then, because like I, they used to live stream that stuff. Oh, they drop bombs like every day in the Middle East still. Syria. God damn it, show me because I want to know where my money's going. (laughs) Seriously, yeah. Because in my mind, it's literally just going to people who are you know getting it. Uh, mayors are asking for it to be dispersed. It gets dispersed. It gets pocketed. That's that's. Yeah. I feel like they're just grabbing it and putting it in their pockets. I'm not yeah. seeing it pl- play out or pay out anywhere. No, sir. No, sir. Not at all. Oi. Oi. Don't pay your taxes, Gabe. Oh, that was my first thought when I got through the end of it. I was like, hmm, should we not do this and say we did? Although, now that you have an asset, see, my house still isn't in my name. So if I didn't pay taxes, right. I couldn't take it. But right. um, yeah, another asset. By the balls. I'd love to have a fucking conversation. I didn't research it nearly enough, but I would love to have, have a conversation balls? about taxes and balls, but mostly taxes. Great. I want to. What? Great. Yeah, I want to talk about the illegality of income tax. Yeah, it's. Yeah. It's not right. It's not. Well, I, you know, my wife and I make two hundred and forty nine, two hundred forty nine 249% of the, uh, the federal poverty line. So we, you know, we get, we obviously get living on some fat here that we need to give back. Clearly. Yeah. As am I, the, yeah. the lowly DoorDash driver. Yeah. You're raking it in. All right, I think we got to leave it here for now. All right, we'll do. Thanks for having me on, man. This was uh, a little more serious this time, but uh, I think a little more calm. 
Yeah, it is. I'm getting yeah, it's getting easier to talk about it for sure. And I'm not as I'm not as I'm not as afraid as I was of, of like of military busting into my house and sticking a needle in my arm. And I've kind of learned to accept that I may lose some friends in this. And uh, so I guess I'm a little less emotional about the whole thing. It's part of growing up, I think. <laughs> Can't be friends with everyone forever. And the people who don't want to be friends with you because your ideas are not friends at all. Oh, those. No, I'm more just thinking, feeling like I'm accepting the fact that, like, uh, our whatever social circle it may be sort of permanently castrated by this whole thing. Okay. And well, that whatever. doesn't have to be. No, way. it doesn't. No, it doesn't. I'm going to try to revive it. I think you're more safe today than you were a few weeks ago as far as being able to break that law and not receive a fine or something like that. Well, it's just, just say Just say you're organizing a Black Lives Matter rally. <laughs> yeah. You can't prove you're not. That's true. No, it's just a question of getting people to come hang out without the pretense of Black Lives Matter. Well, Black Lives Matter will always be there. You just say, Black Lives Matter, we're doing another rally, we're planning for the uh, next one. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And then Cops when they won't... get there, it's just hot dogs. All we're doing is eating hot dogs. <laughs> well, we're getting to it. <laughs> yeah. Let's eat some hot dogs and play some croquet first. Yeah, we can't make any plans on an empty stomach. <laughs> uh, it's good advice. Sound advice. All right. Well, All right, man. Adios. Until next time, take yep. it easy out there. Good luck with the crazy world. You too. Stay safe. All right, Joe. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Well, there you have it, folks. Another podcast in the books thanks for listening thanks to joe for joining the show let us know if you have any questions by emailing the podcast at gabe roberts at gmail.com website for the podcast is gabe roberts if you're feeling frisky go ahead and leave us a review on itunes for the painting pictures podcast or wherever tell your friends talk to your friends about covid <laughs> See what they think. All right, everybody. Um, keep it real out there. Thanks again for tuning in. And until next time, adios.